Welcome to the 3v3 Podcast, your socially distanced hockey chat show. Here are your hosts, Cassie, Pat, and Patrick. Oh, thanks to the uh, the miracles of a bye week in our recording schedule, uh, I actually remember the question of the week. Um, just because we have definitely entered the dog days of November. Um, these questions, I I have a feeling will get weird for the next uh, little while because there is no news and, uh, most hockey franchises and leagues are not proactive. So, uh, we kind of chatted about the, the eventual demise of the San Jose Sharks as we have come to know them. And... We made some comparisons between them and the California Golden Seals, who, you know, played for several seasons, ended up, I think they were in San Francisco, then moved to Oakland, just like the basketball team is doing now, or, you know, in reverse. But then I I just threw out a wacky question. What happens to the Sharks when they end up in Cleveland, just like the old Seals? So I gave this not a lot of thought, but once once it popped into my head, I, I knew that it was the right answer. If they were to go to Cleveland, they should keep sharks as part of their name, and they should instead be the Cleveland Sharknados. Oh. I I I went something somewhat similar Mm. that they should keep keep shark as part of their name and become the Cleveland mud sharks just like the Toledo mud hens they need the Cleveland mud sharks (laughs) okay huh so it, it makes it inevitably easier when when they eventually move somewhere else that that you know don't want to get rid of the mud sharks name because it's the stupidest thing ever like the mighty ducks <laughs> so they'll just strip it back you know they'll be like oh god Ugh. Yeah. Wait, at least it's not the pelicans okay the, the ferocious pelicans <laughs> no go hey don't you, don't you want the gooey ducks i wasn't going there i know you weren't Oh, I was just gonna question: Are was a name from a you know less than mediocre Disney movie a, a bad idea for an NHL franchise? Yes. Next. Um, <laughs> ask Ask University of Oregon; they'll tell you. Ducks Ducks is not a good name. Uh, you know what's really bad about it? Around, you know, people always walk around going, huck the Fuskies or cuck the Fuggers, right? Mm-hmm. You can't do that with the Ducks. <laughs> nope. It's kind of ingenious in that way, but it, it's it's almost like they should have listened to the kids in the movie. It's almost like the kids know what they're talking about and not the adults. They should have been the D5 demons. That's all I'm saying. Mm. They should have played into the D five. 
angle. Uh, but instead, they went with corporate branding, right? Right. They went with corporate branding right out of the gate. They sold themselves out just to play hockey. And I appreciate during the ownership change that they tried to distance themselves away from that corporate branding. Well, didn't they kind of have to, though, because it was, like, trademarked by Disney? I would have... Am I just being too technical about this here? Um, You know, that's a good question. I mean... (sighs) They have been able to use kind of the eggplant logo. I I bet it comes down to the trademark on the name and less less so the the logos and and imagery. I see this is man, this would be an interesting insight. It's almost like there should be a book about that sale or at least a chapter devoted to it. There should be a book about what they did when they set up the franchise. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? Because, I mean, most, you know, that was part of the whole, not part of the whole thing. Some of the delay in the Golden Knights was, you know, getting clear trademarks. Some of the delay in the Kraken was getting clear trademarks. You know, and, and the lady who owns the Sockeye trademark wouldn't let it go even though it's fictional for her, but it doesn't matter, whatever. Um, it's, it is worth something. Right. So they can't, I mean, I can't envision a scenario where the ownership gets to take the name with them. Right? Could you yeah. imagine the nightmare that would entail and the lawyering up that would ensue if, you know, the devil's MSG. Oh God, yeah. If, if if MSG sold the rights to the to the Rangers and took the name with them. So I think the Mighty Ducks had to go with the team, and it was amazingly enough in Brian Burke's autobiography and. It's an interesting read. Um, he goes into, you know, the first thing he wanted to do when he took over was get rid of the stupid name. So they just went back to being the Ducks. Now, whether they freed up the Mighty Ducks trademark so that Disney could reuse it without, you know, issues, who knows? Well, I mean, I would think so, especially since Disney has a Mighty Duck series um, supposedly coming up. Right, and that's that's what I'm wondering, right? Is if they've not wanted to do that for a while, but couldn't because they legally didn't own the Mighty Ducks hockey franchise name. Mm. I don't know. That's it, It'd be a really interesting research project because I'm sure a lot of it's probably public. As to who go, as to who got the trademark, you know, because the French the movie came out before the team, but they applied the name to the team. You can't trademark a movie name, but you can trademark a team name. You know, was it was it reciprocal to all of Disney Enterprises, or was it literally just for the hockey entity? 
That's a good question. Okay, so I went kind of in a complete... I, I think I want to revisit this idea about names and, 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 and trademarks not going with the sale of the team in a minute, but I'll just throw out my quick answer about, you know, the Sharks moving to uh, Cleveland. Uh, one, LeBron James in his vast and infinite wisdom is, you know, building up his stock pro- portfolio. You know, he's doing things besides just making a ton of money from the NBA. And I could see him amassing the kind of wealth to buy into a sports franchise, say, like in his home state of Ohio. Maybe even, you know, buy the basketball team there, but then get into the NHL and just shake things up. And I had two ideas for names. Uh, there was the old IHL team, the Cleveland Lumberjacks, and oh, would, would you look at that? LBJ happens to be in that name. Then Baines Johnson? Yeah. No, but I just thought Lumberjacks would be a cool name and just throw a little shade towards the Canucks, given the whole Johnny <laughs> Canuck logo. Oh, I love layers like that. Mm hmm. <laughs> See, see what five minutes of research on Wikipedia will do for you. But another idea I had. And a love for and, schadenfreude. <laughs> not quite, but sure. <laughs> uh, there was an old Negro baseball team called the Cleveland Tigers. What if to throw a bit of a homage to them? What if you called them the Cleveland Tiger Sharks? Well, now. I was just looking for an idea to kind of keep the name, but, you know, do the opposite of what Anaheim did and, and, you know, add on to it. Or remove half of it. Yeah. Look at you. So just get a little crazy, but but this is mainly a ploy to say I would love to see him own a franchise just to see what would happen. (laughs) Because I think that would be fantastic. I don't think Canada's ready for that. That's why it needs to happen. Mm. If there's the only way certain, you know, people in the world will ever be ready for something is just to smack them in the face and have it happen. Yep. So I I find your ideas intriguing and would like to know more. Shall I start a newsletter? Or you could start your own online news service. Oh, yeah. We could go total Starship Troopers. Would you like to know more? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So who would we get to be the voiceover for that? Ollie, I don't know who else we (laughs) could get. (laughs) I know. We should have Patrick do that. No, I think we get the Allstate guy, Dennis Haysbert. Exactly. (laughs) like to know more see i don't have that low-end growl like he does yeah not a bad thing no so in the midst of summer silliness and wackiness everyone's coming out with their lists 
or their crazy listicles and Sean McAdoo of the athletic is, is no, no different. I mean, it's kind of a shtick anyway. And he's doing, uh, I think one of his posts since the cup was awarded and free agency died down was building a, uh, a all all time draft list using, one pick from each of the current franchises in each of the draft spots. So basically draft picks number one through 31. I'm sure it was a fun project for an hour or two and then a nightmare for however long it took him from that point on. But he brings up the idea of the Jets 1.0 and 2.0. Their legacy should just stay with Winnipeg, you know, the business moved, but the franchise, quote unquote, stays where it is. Should that be a thing? Should we just recognize everything that happens hockey wise in the city of Winnipeg, Manitoba to just be theirs? And we don't run into the weirdness of the Charlotte Bobcats or this new NBA expansion franchise that had to buy back, like not only the team name, but the historical archive from the now uh, new Orleans Pelicans. Like, are we just overthinking and over lawyering this stuff at this point? I mean, this is, this is going to be the, if Seattle ever gets an NBA team again, this is going to be the Sonics issue. Right. <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> Asonics did win an NBA championship, but that NBA championship actually stayed with Seattle because part of the issue with what's her face is taking the team to Oklahoma City was that they couldn't take anything that had the Sonics name on it with them. Mm-hmm. And for quite some time, I don't remember if it was business owners, the state itself, but for quite a while before the NHL reacquired the rights, people in Hartford, Connecticut held on to a lot of the Whalers trademarks for quite a period of time. And then early 2010s, the NHL was able to reacquire those rights and thus why we'd see some of their merchandise being sold on their online store. Um, throwbacks being sold at the NHL shop in Manhattan, things of that nature. And no, I'm not specifically thinking about Atlanta here, but I'm thinking about Atlanta here. <laughs> and not Quebec? No. And not Cleveland? I think Cleveland will have an easier time, but no one's going to be like, ooh, the Barons. Let's get excited by that name. Or how about the Colorado Rockies? Well, see, and that that brings up the point, though, right? If, If everything, if the history of a team is pinned to the home location of that team and not to the business organization that happens to move, 
then the Colorado Avalanche could, in theory, resurrect Colorado Rockies jerseys, right? That's mm-hmm. kind of where you're going with this? Uh, a little bit, and at least in that circumstance, they had the weirdness that the local baseball team that moved uh, two full seasons prior. So the Colorado Rockies Major League Baseball franchise started in 1993. Fall of 95 was the Quebec to Colorado move. But thinking about, you know, my concept of LeBron James owning a team, and I think his way into it would be eventually purchasing the NBA's Cleveland Cavaliers and perhaps the arena. And then what if you just had a hockey franchise called the Cleveland Cavaliers too? Like you see in certain areas of Europe where a city has like a a nickname and then it's just the, the Cavaliers hockey club, the Cavaliers baseball club. It's just like you have a sports franchise or a franchise worth of sports branding uh, spread across multiple teams. So it brings a little more, I don't know, civic identity. I can't believe I just said those words. Why not (laughs) (laughs) civic identity? Why not the Cleveland LeBarons? Huh? 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 Okay. 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 Uh, Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Because then you got you got a whole partner advertising campaign you could do with um, um, Buick <laughs> or Chrysler. Sorry, Chrysler, the Chrysler LeBaron, not the. I just get the LeSabre and the LeBaron mixed up. Uh, yeah, see, there you go. Look at me. I'm just full of I, uh, yeah, something. Trivia. <laughs> sure. <clears throat> okay. That's a word. But then you would have you would have let's say for example MSG who owns way too much. <laughs> Maybe broadcasting rights, I guess, is what they really do in the Rangers. But um, but let's say let's say MSG buys up the Devils and. You know, let's say they buy, let's say they buy the the all three NHL New York State franchises or two, three, yeah, three, um, and the Devils. So they have four teams. So they have the Islanders, the Devils, the Rangers, and the Sabers. It's like all of them are MSG Rangers Hockey Club, Buffalo. You'd have the Le Sabers. <laughs> The Low Rangers. <laughs> the Lala Islanders. <laughs> yeah, see? The Lylanders. <laughs> what? <laughs> you know it could be done. Or would it just be location? Are we just talking like... You know, they buy the Knicks, and they have the Rangers, and they have the Yankees, and so suddenly that's MSG Baseball Club, MSG Hockey Club, MSG Basketball Club? Sure. They've done it before. Hmm. 
I mean, they've done other stuff before, but we won't go <laughs> The Knickerbockers. Right. I will say, as a uh, reformed Knicks fan, I think most New York basketball fans would welcome a rebranding from the Knicks, given how terrible things have been since the 1994. You're, you're a, did you take Nicoderm to get off your Knicks habit? See what I did? Uh, no, uh, I was uh, a little... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, would you not agree? We have at least two or three movie plots built in here. Do any of them involve Whoopi Goldberg coaching? I would love to see Whoopi on skates. That'd be amazing. There has never been an Eddie sequel that I'm aware of. Uh, no, there has not. So when she is done with Sister Act 3, I think we found her next project. She could take over as head coach. With the Mighty uh, Ducks? Oh, oh, oh. Oh, sweet, merciful. <laughs> wow. Could you see her saying quack, quack, quack? Because you know she'd be doing it in that, that. She'd do it with that starky side to her. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Good mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm. Good times. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, boy, what the hell was I going to say? I have no idea what I was going to go for right now. I I actually wanted, in all seriousness, one of the names I was hoping they'd go for for the Seattle hockey franchise was the Osprey. (laughs) Because what's an Osprey? It's more commonly known as a... Seahawk. Seahawks. Yeah, okay, I yeah I, neither one of us are great football fans, but if they'd gone with the Osprey, that would have been perfect. Because then you could have two well, franchises which essentially are named the same thing in the same city, but are still rather distinct from one another. But wasn't Seahawks originally, weren't they a hockey team that the um, that the football team took the name of? In Seattle, you know what? I honestly don't remember. I think they were. I think they were one of the one of the names for um, one of the minor league Seattle teams that that were there: Bombers, Seahawks, Ironmen. Um, uh, there was a Pilots, which applies. For a couple ways, because, you know, you have Boeing there, and you have, like, you know, pilots for boats. Yeah. Oh, no, weren't they originally? Yeah, they were <sighs> baseball. That was the original franchise here. As we've asked, man, if we only had access to some sort of infinite repository of knowledge and information. Huh. Well, yeah. Not always the correct information, but information. Wow. Hey. 
But enough about Fox News. Um, <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not seeing anything on a former... Yeah, Seattle, Se- Seattle Seahawks hockey, ice hockey team that played from 1933 to 1941. So, pre-totems. Very yes. Oh yeah, no. There were a number of there were a number of names uh, pre totems. Totems was just the name that lasted the longest for uh, professional minor league hockey in Seattle. But there was like four or five or so. Um, but yeah, so the Seattle Seahawks football team got their name from the Seattle Seahawks hockey team that was thirty three through forty four. Aha. Uh, I know you guys well. Yeah. Well, no. Now I feel the urge to get a Wikipedia account and edit their uh, sports team pages because usually whenever we have these crazy ideas, that's the first place I look. All right. What are the defunct teams? And this was not on Seattle's page. No. I mean, if you go if you go to Seattle's page and then you go uh, and click on Seahawk disambiguation, that's where it pops up under sports professional teams. Boom, right there. You just gotta dig a little. Or, or, or you can interview someone who did some work and then make some crazy roster predictions instead, Cassie. Sort of like what we saw out of Toronto. I had to. Three defenders, three defenders, and two forwards. Let's do it. Oh, I like the idea. But let's dress, you know, I don't know, nine and nine and instead of, you know, 12 and six. Or at least that was what um, Dave Fastchuk in the Toronto Star suggested after uh, he interviewed uh, former Maple Leafs employee Jack Han, who has a book out that I have read. So I was like, hmm, this idea seems familiar. When headlines were coming off, what if the Maple Leafs, you know, dress two forwards and three defensemen on the line? I was like, I've heard this before. And then all the wacky, crazy ideas that come from it. Yeah, see, they go, they go international size ice, and they uh, they do three forwards, three defenders, no goalie. Do you want high scoring games? There you go. Or maybe add a goalie. I don't know. Add a goalie and make the net, net bigger. Yeah, no. I mean, international hockey is low scoring as it is for a reason. I'm kind of down with two forwards, three three defensemen. I like the idea. Um, But here's the problem. Do the Maple Leafs have three defensemen on their roster? I mean, technically, but did they have ones that actually play defense? Well, that's another question entirely. Yeah, so it kind of makes the discussion a little moot, but the idea of, 
hey, every once in a while, why don't we just throw these young kids together just for some offensive zone face-offs? And since there are three of them, they'll make up for the slow forwards that we pair them with. Jake Muzzin, John Tavares, Morgan Riley. Yeah, they got three, barely. Oh, so they move John Tavares, and that opens up a slot for Nylander to play center. Finally, yes. But except for we're talking about getting rid of centers. Yeah, in theory. In theory, he's he's a he's a swer, a center right wing. Right, a swer, CWR, as opposed to a chlorer, center left wing, you know. Okay, okay. But does this make him more or less likely to actually be viewed as a 200 foot player? I'm sure he skates more than 200 feet in a game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe just, you know. Not all in in both directions. <laughs> well, you know, encompassing what? the entirety of the ice surface. I'm sure he's, I'm sure he skates 200 feet cumulatively. Yeah, sure, easily. Mm-hmm. You think you know? It's, it's at least 100 feet every shift he goes. Hmm. Well, hmm. I mean, do we have any? Are, are there any centers that play two hundred feet games anymore? I certainly hope not. I don't want to see a center below the goal line in the defensive zone ever, unless the center is now the de facto third defenseman. Hmm. So I've been doing a lot of coaching, reading. I'm like cracked open Daryl Belfry's book. I'm going back and reading um, uh, Ryan Stimson's uh, book from two seasons ago uh, where he's talking about just changing hockey tactics. Uh, I've listened to a lot of coaching stuff in the last week or two because I've needed distractions for reasons. And not me. I was just biding my time waiting for the results. <laughs> um, and unfortunately, or fortunately, depending upon your point of view, so I'll just say unfortunately, uh, Patrick Keane's been doing a lot of press, and he's been very insightful on things, as he is one of the first, but not the first, uh, Daryl Belfry client. Uh, he's worked with them close to 20 years at this point. But there's a lot of discussion about how to get elite players to maximize their potential each offseason. And that really comes from challenge, challenging them to do different things. So let me let me just pose this random question to you. Let's say... Two seasons from now, Connor McDavid is your starting left defender. My question is, 
First and foremost is how well does he skate backwards? He'd never have to. Mm-hmm. But given the speed at which he controls pucks, and it's not straight line speed, it's him cutting, taping, taking steps on his edges. I imagine if you gave him one off season, he could close any gap between him and the fastest backward skater in the league. Just one off season and he would do it. But would that be a way to prolong his peak? I'm not saying his career. He he has the tools and I I'm wondering in my head how his game will evolve when he starts to lose a bit of speed compared to players in their prime each year. We haven't seen any indication of it, but what happens four or five, six seasons from now? He's a cerebral player who will probably adapt somehow. What well, if it's adapting by position? Traditionally, the thought has always or has been, I don't know if it still currently is, that once a guy hits 30 to maintain his speed, he needs to drop a pound or two every season to keep that speed, like weight. Um which I always kind of was curious about, but I've never like sat down and talked to anybody about that. Um, but that used to be the conventional thinking. Um, but I mean, look at Fedorov, what Sergei Fedorov did, because he he did that. He went from center to, to playing basically kind of a rover, but he would also play defense, and that prolonged his his peak. I mean. We never really saw him like seriously decline in his career. Red Kelly. Yep. But wouldn't wouldn't the ultimate icing on the cake should should the Oilers find a suitable number two center to play behind Drysital? And find a way to get Connor McDavid on the ice for 30 minutes a night and solve a huge hole in their team. Hmm. I don't think the whole... Uh, he'd have to play on the ice for 59 minutes and 50 seconds every night and wear pads to solve the biggest hole in that team. <laughs> well, I was thinking two years from now when. Come on now, he's not Sidney Crosby, probably. <laughs> well, that's just road hockey. When when you think about Crosby, I haven't seen him do it in a, a, on ice. But I mean, in two years, will Mike Smith be able to stand in an NHL crease? Won't it just be addition by subtraction? Forgotten that he signed there again. Oh, I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure you didn't. (laughs) Neither do Oilers fans. It's one of those things that, you know, sat up straight in bed like a shot. 
I felt a great disturbance in the vaults. Mm-hmm. As if sudden, as if millions of Oilers fans suddenly screamed out in terror. <laughs> and were not silenced because it was still, yeah. So, that, besides LeBron James owning an, MB, or an NHL franchise, I want to see Connor McDavid play defense for a full season. Would they finally stop the 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 Toronto media articles of how much of a defensive liability is if he just scores a boatload of points and wins a Norris Trophy, but still can't play defense? Eric Carlson, um, Brent Burns, Tyson Berry, Tyson Berry, come on, Carlson. Oh, sorry, uh, weather's been changing. I'm noticing my sign is. Oh, yeah, same. I've had to implement the cough button many, many times. Um, <coughs> doubting. True doubt. <laughs> oh, yeah, see, you, you and I got hey, the same cough. You know, we are thousands of miles apart, but, you know, it, it's almost like climate change is an issue. Internet viruses are real. That I can't dispute that. Mm-hmm. Um, I just saw things cross across <laughs> fall across my timeline and long live the hero Alex Trebek passed away mm-hmm. today me. and Howie Meeker too um, I grew up an awful lot on Howie Meeker and Chris Cuthbert on Hockey Night in Canada. He was one of those great voices for me. So, thank you, Howie. Thank you for turning a dumb American kid into a hockey fanatic back when he was 10 years old. Hmm. And thank you, Alec Trebek, for being the epitome of cool game show host. Seriously. To the point where he wants no say in naming his successor, but picked a hockey play-by-play person as an ideal candidate. Yep. And I'd love to see Alex do it, too. I, I think he'd be great. You know, my wife and I were talking back and forth because during all the quarantining, we have shown the kids a lot of Jeopardy because, you know, when you're home all day, you get things wrapped up earlier so we can actually watch it again, like before the kids were born. Because we used to watch pretty religiously. And at the very least, I would like to see him come in for like... A, a guest spot because yeah. I, I I presume they won't have a permanent replacement for the remainder of their production season. But if they could get several people to come in in a guest spot, and given that you know the earliest he will Alex Faust will likely uh, be calling LA Kings games is mid January, but probably you know, February 1, uh, let him do it for a week. Let's just see what happens. 
Well, that's what they did with the Late Late Show after Kilborn killed it. Yeah. They basically used that as an audition period for some of the people that they wanted to see come in. So... And it would be a, a good... It could provide a way to provide proper tribute on the show to Trebek as yeah. well. And I'm just, you know, I'm I'm really happy that he got into that draft. Oh know? my god, yeah. And it, yeah. I mean, not only was it just cool in the moment and not only was it something that tim stutzel will he will always have a connection to this person for you know his entire life no matter how his career turns out and that's pretty special i think well i'm not saying well like it's a bad thing or or anything else it's just He's always had that bond with hockey. I mean, I, I, you know, I always go back to when Gretzky was traded to L.A. Trebek and Alan Thicke and John Candy were just like, oh, finally! <laughs> and they were constantly at Kings games. And correct me if I am wrong, but... Was he also a celebrity captain in, in those card sets back in the day? Or no? Because he should have been. I'm trying to remember. So it was, <clears throat> excuse me, the Penguins had Mr. Rogers. Mm-hmm. The Rangers had Marv Albert because they couldn't find anybody famous in New York who was a Rangers mm-hmm. fan. Um, the Bruins had... Michael J. Fox. Uh, I was going to say, Susan St. James with the Whalers. Oh, yeah. Um, Ralph Macchio with the Islanders. Larry King with the Capitals. Larry King. I don't don't remember who the hell the King said. Okay, again, if we only had some magical repository of... Information. To the Googles. Well, it's not helping because I'm not finding the Kings at all. That's why I'm kind of stalling here for a moment. (sighs) I wouldn't even know what to look or look under. It's sad that I knew this off the top of my head, but they were called whatever the card series was, it was the Pro Set Platinum. Uh, which really didn't make any sense. Upper deck? Uh, hmm. Trying to remember. Oh, it was Candy. It was John Candy. That's right. Was it John Candy? Yeah, because Dave Coulier was Detroit. Detroit. John Candy was L.A. Okay. John Goodman was Blues. Yogi Barrow for the Devils. Oh, that was awesome. Jim. Oh, that's right. Jim Belushi was the Blackhawk. Yeah, I don't want to mention him because he's me. Sharks had Willie McCovey. That's a that's a pretty good choice. Yeah. Sabers had Jim Kelly. 
uh, okay. Yeah. The Leafs. And I believe the Leafs were Trebek's team as a kid. Yeah, but they decided to go with Gordon Lightfoot. That's a, that's a choice. That's definitely a choice. Who would have thought he would have been a Habs fan? Uh, you know? Most Maritimers are. Right. It's not like they could have gone with Jan Arden or... 50 million other people. (laughs) Rush. (laughs) You know. Just saying. But, no, Gordon Lightfoot. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, none of the rest of them were terribly interesting. Burton Cummings for the Winnipeg Jets. I mean, the Atlanta Jets. No, wait, the Winnipeg Thrashers. Because that was the 75th anniversary, so they were... What, like the Atlanta pig, away? the Atlanta pig Thrasher Jets. Three, four years away. They were about four years away from moving to Phoenix. <clears throat> I first. enjoyed going to games in Atlanta. I don't know why people like always. I, I mean, sure, they didn't get a lot of fans. Don't get me wrong; it wasn't like the place was usually packed. But I really liked the arena, and I I enjoyed going to games there. Yeah, I was. Really disappointed. I I never was able to make it work. Uh, You know, I was lucky enough. I I snuck in a a trip to the Joe. Given that, you know, trip to Detroit is not that that bad. But I also need to sneak in a trip to Nassau Coliseum. You know, health pending and public ordinances and all that stuff in the next two years. Ugh. Yeah, I sit there and think about that, and I'm like, wait a minute, what bridges would I have to take to get there? Maybe I don't want to do that. Yeah, but Atlanta always seemed like an interesting arena to watch a game. Maybe maybe I can luck out and get an ECHL game when their franchise uh, reactivates or whatever crazy CBA term they have for welcoming a team back rehydrates rehydrates <laughs> no no you're not a programmer no uh, no of course not uh-huh. so I have a question if you guys are ready for it oh <laughs> sure because I'm just sitting here lollygagging okay so my question is this speaking of minor leagues and all of that. So the AHL has, I think it was, they decided they would start playing on, what was it again, February 1st? It's like a couple weeks ago, so, you know, 10 years ago. Yeah, so, but they, they did say that maybe not every team is going to participate. So we will have... Far fewer teams than expected. Well, I say far, but fewer teams than than the full uh, complement in the AHL participating, um, which will kind of make things interesting for NHL teams and their prospects. 
because you know you only have so many teams and so much room per team and so how do you guys think this is going to play out if this is the way it goes. The the AHL has fewer teams than usual. The NHL plays all 31. What's going to happen to people's prospects? This has been the 3B3 Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at 3B3 Podcast. We're available for NHL consulting at reasonable fees.